All right. Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. I want to welcome you to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted today to have with us a very special guest. We have with us Mr. Juan Lee. He is the author of the book Love Made Simple. He's a transformational coach and a speaker, and he really hones in on the power of love in our lives. And this is going to be a really interesting conversation because I think there are many of us out there who maybe don't really understand this topic as much as we'd like to think that we do. So I cannot wait to jump in and get started and hear what he has to say on this topic. But before we get started today, Hey guys, I have a quick announcement. So I am going to be using a new app called Wisdom. Wisdom is an app where you can join and you can go and listen to interesting conversations by all of the people that you love to follow. And I am going to be hosting a special conversation about making space for self-care during the holidays. And I am going to be hosting this conversation on the Wisdom app on Wednesday, December 22nd at 4 p.m. Central Time. And all you have to do is download the Wisdom app, which is free, and find me. My username is at Melissa Oatman. And you can join me live to listen to this conversation about holding space for self-care during the holidays. And don't we all need that? So please come and find me on Wisdom. Again, all you have to do is download the Wisdom app. It's totally free. And on Wednesday, December 22nd at 4 p.m. Central Time, pop over to Wisdom, look for my username at Melissa Oatman and join my conversation. I will have more information in the show notes. I hope you guys can join me. It's going to be an awesome conversation. Well, I want to welcome you today, Juan. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I appreciate it for having me, Melissa. So I know that you wrote a book and you started a nonprofit all about, um, your book is called Love Made Simple, and it's all about love and how we use love in our lives and all areas of our lives. So that encompasses a lot. Um, so before you start talking to us today about, you know, how you're working with people, just give us a little background about yourself, you know, a little bit about you and how did you start writing this book and working with this nonprofit? Well, that that's a 30 year journey or more. Actually, it's probably a f closer to 40 year journey. <laughs> um, my the way in which um, I came upon this was uh, it basically I was I was hopeless and without direction at um, 17 years old, graduated from high school with an undiagnosed learning disability and had gone through um, my entire academic experience up until that point, graduating from high school in special education. And I was basically fearful of life. I just didn't understand it. I didn't, didn't know, had no guidance. I had no hope. I had been, I had been in the church and in religion all my life, but it left me still at this place of unfulfillment. No, no, I didn't have any value. I was very much so left 
just wondering what was going to happen. And I joined the Air Force just to survive, literally just to survive. And what I came to find out in the military was where I found my identity. And that identity was founded in systems. Um, because again, at 17, 18 years old at this time, I had no identity and I didn't know where I fit and didn't know how I fit. And so the military afforded me an opportunity to identify and find myself. And it was in a way where it was very similar to life itself in the sense that the military put systems in place for anyone who entered into it to be able to be successful. But there were certain qualifications that you needed to adhere to to be able to get the quality, to get the success that everybody would get. That was probably and, very different for me, for you from like schooling, because it sounds like you had a very frustrating experience with education. Absolutely. It was extraordinary. It was extremely frustrating. And um, I, yeah, uh, to say the least, yeah. um, it was very frustrating. And to be honest with you, when I went into the military, I was like trying to get as far away from academics and education as possible. And I ended up in the one branch of the service that that's all we did. We went from, we went from classroom to classroom to classroom to classroom all day. It was 95% of our day was learning this or that, or you know, just learning. But, it, but it, the way in which I was able to learn, it was that we did it collectively. Mm -hmm. We did it collectively. You know, I, there was nothing that I did not accomplish um, going through basic training that everybody else didn't accomplish, but one thing. And that one thing was a reading comprehension test. And it took me a year to pass that test. And the Air Force gave me that opportunity to do everything that I could to, to fulfill that requirement to, uh, to validate my value, to be honest with you, because that, that, that test, now again, this is, I'm still undiagnosed with a learning disability. And that test didn't become, I did not understand how I pay or how, what my cause, my reason for not being able to pass that test until I was 37 years old. Wow. And I was at that point out of the military. And it was that comprehension part. My, my disability is memory deficiency. So then when you put a timer on me to try to read and to regurgitate what I read, the first thing that happens is anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I realized that I got to do it faster and faster and faster, not being able to return, retain it because I have to know that I'm going to have to do it more than once. So that was the challenge that I had. 
And it, was un it wasn't until I was 37 that I realized, wow, in spite of, I was able to put in nine years of service in the Air Force with, you know, with a good report, with a good record, and was put my did my service, you know. Hey, it was I did everything everybody else did. So my point being for that was is that I learned that systems are how I needed to operate. Mm -hmm. That's where I could begin to find myself and begin to um, begin to thrive in in a system. And what happened was I realized, like I said, is the system that brought forth the, the outcome and the people in it had to basically understand what the system was and their part in it. We were all had different roles, backgrounds, but when it came into the system, there was nobody that was bigger or smaller. All of us was important and significant to the outcome of the of the mission. Mm -hmm. And the mission was to keep America safe. It was the protection of the United States of America. And every day that we were able to accomplish that, we were doing it together. We were no one was doing it one way and somebody else was doing it another way. And what I come to came to realize is that life is just like that. We've, we've got to identify a bigger goal that we all have in common. And that goal is humanity. It's that one thing that we all have in common is humanity. And that's what love is, the system to protect and preserve humanity. And once we understand that, the ability to be able to be successful in this experience called life is all but guaranteed because we all invest into that same system, our abilities, our gifts, our talents, collectively to, to, fulfill, to fulfill that one mission. Having no hidden agendas or no expectations or, or no little use and large eyes, we all come into this thing having the same goal. And what love does is it gives us the attitudes to act in line with that goal. And those are the things that I began to adhere to in my life. I began to put these attitudes that generated um, the outcomes that we were looking, that I was looking for, uh, that really allowed to give me the confidence that I needed to, to live in this place, to come to this space right now where I am, where I can say that I, I live in a place that I have peace, I have contentment with all my needs met. And that's what we can experience, all of us can experience in this, in this, this life journey because there's no greater thing than peace mm -hmm. and the ability to be able to possess it with this contentment based on our own abilities and not being compared to anyone else but being able to know that we're unique in what we have to offer and it's necessary and important. And then so that we all can benefit from it. Humanity is the benefactor and because we all partake on a part of that, 
we all win. But we all have to exercise those attitudes that facilitate love that gives us that, that victory, that, that outcome that we all look and look for. And, and you know, there were so many parts to that overall picture and to understand that to be able to comprehend and to be able to exercise this love, we have to understand what life is. And that this experience that we are engaged in, that it's temporary. And, and if we don't understand it's temporary, we have a tendency to look at it as being something that it's not. Mm -hmm. And then we begin to exercise our choices and our decisions based on unrealistic expectations or thoughts. And we all find ourselves in this space looking for what, what is purpose? What is life's purpose? And I've come to realize that in a temporary example, a temporary situation, just as in the military, it has to be something bigger than just ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that is the protection and the, and, the, and, the, and the persevering, or not the persevering, but the, the, the continuation of humanity. We have that opportunity to invest this temporary experience into humanity for the next generation so that they might be able to experience and to take humanity to another level. And that was where I've been. And I've gotten to this point of being able to take that understanding because it's something that we all have in common, mm -hmm. that we all should be able to resonate with and begin to say, you know, we all have a purpose and it's the same one. It's the same one. Then we have uniquenesses that allow us to, to demonstrate them differently, but the purpose is bigger than any one of us. And, that was, and that's what love does. Love allows us to put ourselves in that space to know that we are part of something bigger than ourselves. And then there, man, we can't lose. No matter where you are in this, on this globe, if we understand that everyone is, is important, everyone has a sufficiency and every, everybody is necessary. We begin to view things totally different and the attitudes are what we operate out of. That's, that's, the, that's the wonderful thing about love. It gives us the proper perspective in any situation to give us the outcome that's beneficial. Yeah, I really um, want to circle back to you talking about not comparing to others um, and the competition, because I think that's where we get tripped up a lot. Being human beings, I think that there are so many people who want to compare themselves. I'm not doing as well as so-and-so and I should be doing better or having, I guess, jealous thoughts of other people. Um, and what you say is so important and true. We are all important and we are all valued and we are all a part of this system and we need to work together to get to the next level. But there's so much divisiveness right now going on and so many people 
who I don't think view everyone as being one. Instead, it's me against you or you against them. And so what do you say to that, all of the things going on right now? Well, the, the big thing that we're struggling with is the inability to have any type of tolerance. We, we, are, we have established this, these divisions so strongly that we can't, we don't have any tolerance for one another. And without the ability to have tolerance, we're never gonna be able to have conversation. We're gonna be talking at people. We're gonna be talking about people, one another, but we're not being able to have tolerance enough to be able to communicate with them to begin to understand that there is another side. There is another perspective. And if, if we can't attain, gain that, that thing of tolerance, we're, we're, we're struggling with that right now. And, and as it relates to what you were talking about as being comparing, you know, our system and that system of democracy, capitalism, America, um, it promotes division. It promotes it. And if we as, 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 as citizens don't recognize the reason why it's driving what it is because democracy or capitalism requires, it doesn't, it requires you to push, push, push. And nobody has to be bigger than capitalism. And so in other words, if, if you enter into something and you don't produce, then they're looking to find someone else to produce. Mm -hmm. And if we don't allow that, See, we, we don't have to allow that. And we can, we can participate in it, but we don't have to necessarily allow it to drive our uniquenesses. See, we can still engage the system, but we need to engage it from a, a uniqueness, from being one in, of ourselves a whole, where we have something to offer that no one else can. And then that dictates what it is that we have to offer to, the, to this system that we're in. But instead, we allow the system to dictate to us what it is we have to offer. And so as a result, we begin to be compared because the system is requiring or looking for something that we don't necessarily possess. And so we feel inadequate because we don't meet what they're looking for. Yeah. And, and that was where I was graduating from high school, feeling unprepared for life because I didn't have any identity. I, could, I didn't find out who I was and what I had to offer. And so what the system allowed me to do in the military was to find out who I was and then realize who I was and then begin to operate out of who I was. And there became where my confidence came in. I began to gain confidence because I was no longer trying to measure up. I was trying to identify who I was mm -hmm. and what I had to offer. And that was the pivotal point when I began to see who I was. Because then it, be like, it, it began to then put boundaries on my choices. 
on my, my, my decision-making. Everything was in line with what was within my abilities and my system, but with also always pressing to expand, always wanting to grow. And those are the things that I think caused us to be able to look past comparisons and seeing that they're, we're unique. We're very unique. And that allows us to put us put a, a, a value on ourselves that is, is greater than, than it's, it's not to be measured. That, that value is not to be measured. And I think every one of us need to understand that the first steps to love is being able to do that self-love, to understand your value. And that will, you know, until we get there, we're, we're playing Russian roulette, to be honest with you, with a lot of a different relationships because life again, life again is about establishing relationships to fulfill your um, potential mm-hmm. while um, protecting and preserving humanity. And so we need to understand what relationships are we that are we are fit to uh, to connect with that facilitates that bigger vid that bigger vision that bigger mission but so many of us don't even recognize that there be a bigger vision a bigger mission so they begin to find and accept anything connect to anything that in many times are counterproductive to their who they are who we are and so it it makes it very bumpy very um, unfulfilling and very um, harmful to begin to enter into relationships when you first don't know who you are, mm-hmm. what you have to offer, because you're not going to be able to see anybody else's value if you can't first see your, your own value. And that's easy for people to take advantage of you when you don't know what your value is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. I think a lot of people who struggle with self-love, you know, they're looking for love everywhere else, except where it really has to start with is with with yourself. Because if it's just like what you said, if you don't see your own value, how do you expect anyone else to see it too? And you're going to attract relationships with people who don't see your value and who will take advantage or, you know, not give equally in the relationship because they don't um, have the capability to do so. No, and that's and that's exactly what causes us to get into situations where where we really prefer not to be, but for whatever reasons we've done it, and that's where we are. Um, but yeah, it's very important that we understand self first extremely important. So tell us a little bit about your book, because your book is called Love Made Simple. And it sounds like you sort of demystify what we think of as love and maybe help people understand it at its basic core. So give us a little, um, just tell us a little bit about it. Here, here, Here is the nutshell. Love is acting on behalf of another. It's the ability to act on behalf of another. 
And that action basically demonstrates your motivation. So that word love can carry a, a negative and a positive, just depends on your motivation. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say when I mentioned it, it's the love for humanity, because now it denotes the, the purpose of this love. Because see, we can love on behalf of another or, or we can love when it's not on behalf of another because the oppression is basically, what's my motivation? And I can use love based on a selfish motivation. But the fact of the matter is, is that the love that I refer to is the love for humanity, which means that it's on behalf of another. And when we operate in that, and that would be the platform that we would lay all of our decisions and our, and our, and our choices on, See, things then begin to take on a whole new approach or perspective in our decision-making. These attitudes of love takes humanity into consideration when we are demonstrating our, 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 our mindset or our, our motivation. And so it becomes, it becomes selfless instead of selfish mm -hmm. and that's what love is it gives us seven attitudes and if i can i will right quickly just share with them the seven attitudes are sacrifice humility courage caring discipline responsibility and tenacity if we can operate out of those seven attitudes and allow those attitudes to shape our perspective in any situation, our actions will be beneficial and will be able to protect and preserve humanity. At the same time, our outcome will be in the care for others. That's the definition of love. I really appreciate you explaining that to us because I know one thing that you mentioned, you said that love can be either selfless or selfish. And I think we've all seen that, that a lot of people will say that they're doing something out of love when really it doesn't make sense because you know the motivation there doesn't align with doing something that's doing good for others or or caring on behalf of another yeah on behalf of another um so what you're teaching people to do then is to be more intentional about how they show love to others is that essentially it's, it's the it's the ability to be able to um give it's the ability to give of self. And the only way that we can give of self to the level that we're that I'm referring to is, is that you have to be secure, secure within yourself. Mm -hmm. Because what you're what I'm proposing here in love is is it demonstrates it is that when you love, it's gonna be a foreign, a foreign um attitude based on the situation 
um, people are going to think that it's strange because you're going to you're going to position yourself in a negative place or and not a negative place, but a less not a less than. Let's use this. It's going to be in a non-positive or non-power position. And that power, that, that powerless position is love being demonstrated. Um, and so that means that I'm gonna put someone else in front of me or above myself, but not at the expense of myself, mm -hmm. okay? Because I'm secure in who I am, I'm able to give out of the abundance of who I am. See, love is about what I can give, not necessarily what I can receive. Mm -hmm. And so I have, when I know who I am and, I, and, I'm, and I'm complete, the, one of the, the, the modules that I talk about is, is about developing self. And the three the parts to developing self is that you have to accept self, know self, so that you can give self. If you can't do those three things, you've not developed yourself. Mm -hmm because that's what we need to do because people are going to pull on you. And what happens is, is we find ourselves giving what we don't have. But when you know what you have, you know your lane, so to speak, you know your boundaries, you know what you can and what you can't. And you maintain that based on the fact that it allows you to have this clarity, this peace, so that you can navigate life as those things are being pulled at you as these, these things are happening towards you, you know where you are at any given time and no one else is gonna be able to compare you or to pull you to a place where you're, you're not, that, that's not there for you, that you're not in your lane, so to speak. That's why it's so very important that we know who we are. Mm -hmm. If we don't, we're subject to anything. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard the adage of, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the gist. If, if you don't know what you stand for, you're subject to, to be persuaded and influenced into anything. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and unfortunately, we can look at our situation today in America and we go, I think a lot of the, the division is is caused basically by persuasion mm -hmm. people are being influenced and inf with with little to no knowledge or clarity but being influenced to think one way or another because they can be yeah because they can be tossed they can be influenced and and until we're strong enough to understand that when someone is trying to influence us in something that's counterproductive to humanity, then we'll, whatever feels good yeah. at the moment, that's what, we'll, that's what we'll incline to. And as a result, we find ourselves being tossed to and fro, being, you know, being wherever the, the tide, you know, carries us. And that's not good. That leaves us confused. Um, 
um, disappointed, frustrated, and, and without any hope for clarity in life, always wondering, what is this thing all about? Love clears it all up. Yeah, and I think you raise a good point too, if it's important to know yourself, because another thing that happens when people um, don't love themselves enough or don't know really who they are and what they stand for is they will tend to overgive to others. But then it comes to the point of being uh, resentful. Uh, so it's, again, then not really being a selfless kind of love. It's more of a, I don't know, I like to liken it to people being martyrs where they just, they give and give and give and give, yet it's to the detriment of themselves, which leaves them drained and angry. And <laughs> and typically that comes as, a result, as it relates to being in bondage. There's no liberty in being able to feel guilted into doing something. You know, when you feel guilted into doing something, there's no liberty in that. Mm -hmm. See, when you're able to freely give of yourself, knowing that what you have to give is, in, is a benefit or in, it's receptive. It makes a difference, it impacts the, the the existence of someone else and it's evident because it returns back to you in fulfillment it brings fulfillment and that's no bondage in that there's there's no there's no legalities in there, there there's trueness one thing that i can share with you there's three con there's three characteristics of love and 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 to be able to understand this is typically about the, the second C, it's the three C's of love. The first is a, is a, is a, a chameleon and it, it lays the foundation for success for everybody. When you're able to come together and put down your, your own individual beliefs for the sake of the group, for the whole. But then as it relates to um, the ability to be able to give accordingly is the second one when we're a conduit. See, when we're giving, there's this open flow, whereas is that there's no expectations, there's no guilt, there's no, uh, ex, you know, no expectations, no, no preconceived notions that there is an expectation, but it's just freely giving and receiving. Meaning that I give as much as I get because of the, the foundation of the platform in which we're on, it's, it, that's how it works. When it seems like you're giving and giving and giving, that's the conduit that you need to address. What is the hookup? How is this connection being beneficial to the group or to, to humanity? And that should be a sign to a person who's giving that really says, oh, now, this seems that this is not a conduit. It's not something that's flowing both ways. It's just flowing one way. That doesn't facilitate the, the everybody getting a little of everything. And so we've got to be able to understand when someone, and, and, and get this, you can't be taken advantage of when, when it's a free gift. 
Because here's the third one that's a characteristic of love and it's a choice. You have to choose to do it. Mm -hmm. No one can stop you, but no one can make you. And so when it comes down to it, if you are choosing to love, nobody can, nobody can make you do it. And it's a really rewarding feeling. If ever you feel that there is that, that, that it's being taken from you, there's one of two things that's a problem. Either you, you're, you have a problem because you're giving outside of who you are, or you have, the, you have an expectation for what you're giving. And love has no expectations. There is none. And so that's where we got to begin to reevaluate why we do what we do because we can't have expectations in love. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And I think that's probably uh, where a lot of people make the mistake is they do things for others expecting something in return, even though they may not realize that they're expecting that. And that's a sign that it's really not love. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's why when you said intentional, you have to, to love is intentional. You have to know that there's nothing coming back from this. There's absolutely nothing. And there is no, you don't want anything back from it because if anything was to be expected to come back from it, that's, that's not love. Yeah. That's, that's, that's business. Right. <laughs> so now I know that you're also coaching people right now. You were mentioning earlier that you're starting to work with people and coach. So tell us a little bit about, about that. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a program, there's a program and then there's a, you know, a group program and then there's a, a one-on-one program, but it's basically for those who are interested in understanding love in their journey, you know, how to plug love into their life specifically for the one-on-one -on -one coaching. But you can gather the same thing from the group coaching also, but uh, those courses and, 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 and trainings and coachings uh, will be coming available here um, the beginning of the year, hopefully, if you are interested. Um, but it's all about finding who you are and then being able to be, you know, complete so that you can operate in this love. Because I tell you, there is no greater accomplishment than the ability to be able to love um, with that clarity of this experience called life so that we can navigate it. It's when this became real to me, life became simple. Became simple. The confidence, the clarity, when you know what it is that you are doing at any given time, you know, it might even appear to be cocky, but it's only the confidence in who I am and what I have to offer, not being compared to anyone. That's your authentic self. Exactly. Now, if there's anybody out there listening who perhaps wants to go buy your book, or maybe they just want to follow you, or maybe they're interested in coaching or working with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, um, to get the book, you can go to my website, wanleetheauthor.com, and you can get the ebook there. 
or you can go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble or wherever you pick up your reading material and you can get the uh, salt, the paperback book. Um, I'm on all of the social media. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Wanley Author. I'm at uh, Twitter at Love Made Simple. And I'm at uh, LinkedIn at Wanley. And uh, you can catch me on some occasions on Clubhouse. I'm probably going to be on there more often than not, so you can hear me there. Um, but uh, if you want to get in touch with me, send me an email at info at wanleytheauthor.com, and I can uh, let you know what the status is on the training, the courses, and the coaching. Um, all of those things are to benefit the nonprofit, which I'm the founder and executive director of, um, called Clear Journey. And the website is hopefully will be up this week. Um, and it's about um, educating teenagers and young adults in financial literacy and attitudes for success in life. Um, so that's the umbrella. Everything that you purchase um, goes to support that mission. And um, if you want to uh, get involved, just send me an email at wanleytheauthor.com and we can spend some time talking about it. Awesome, and we're gonna have all of those links in the show notes too, so you can go directly to the show notes to get that information as well. I wanna thank you so much for being here with us today. One of the things I always like to ask our guests before they leave us is to give us a little piece of wisdom that they, our listeners can take with them for today. You know, the, the, the one thing that I, understand and, and really hold dear to me is the fact that love never fails. And it's not the easiest thing. And by no means did I mean to say by, by naming the book Love Made Simple um, to imply that this is an easy journey. Um, but it's a clear journey. And that journey is clear to you because there is no greater reward than the clarity of life. When you can have peace and to be content with all your needs met, there's no greater feeling, experience in this life than to possess that. We all look for it at various points, but man, can you imagine to be able to possess it in a way in which you can navigate life with that type of clarity? Yeah. So be encouraged. Um, it is the hardest thing you might ever do in life, but it's the most rewarding. I love that. That is so true. And I know a lot of people out there are looking to find just that. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today and for all that you're doing. That's amazing that you have a not-for-profit organization that's helping teenagers. I love that. So thank you again for being here with us and for everything that you're doing. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
And I want to thank all of you for joining us today, too. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit from it. Don't forget to follow me on social media. And if you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaopen.com. I hope that you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. As always, I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.